0: Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to Same As It Ever Was, where we literally don't know what we're going to talk about.
1: Hey there, buddy. Why do you do it? What's up, that bro? you know? <laughs> Hello, so, everyone out there in Radio Internet Land.
0: So, some house house-cleeping. Uh, so, happy, so some birthday, house-cleeping. Urah, happy birthday, kill,
1: Marine! yacht. And happy
0: Veterans Day, first Veterans hey, Day Hey, to
1: you as for you for you as well, to you as well. Yes, uh, yeah. Well, you know,
0: there's some confusion, uh, and for the non-initiated, is so what we call the non-serving people. Um, right. So, you know, some people are like, uh you're active duty. You're not a veteran. But I will oh, yeah. I will tell you that every single time a a, a service member re enlists, you are discharged.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: You so you, they actually kick you out and then you take the and, oath and, 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 and th-
1: they and they give you an opportunity to say whatever you want to say.
0: Yeah. No that which yeah.
1: nobody ever really says anything. <laughs>
0: uh and then you re then you're reenlisting so then they give you the oath again you sign the piece of paper and you're back in so yep for however many minutes seconds minutes that you are no longer in the service so you at in that moment in time you are a veteran
1: yeah no absolutely um and, and to be honest with you I was sort of unclear about that before I joined the service um Actually it was it was right about the time that I had gone to music school after high school and my roommate actually had been in one of the army bands. Uh so he was going to he was going to Berkeley on the GI Bill. And uh yeah, he I remember having this conversation with him because it was a veteran it was like Veterans Day or something and I, and he was like, Happy Veterans Day to me and I'm looking at him was like, Are you a veteran? like you know what I mean? because I, I don't know what my line of thinking was, but he basically I was just sort of like, uh, I was thinking almost as if like the only way you could be a veteran was if you actually like served till retirement or something, I don't know what I was thinking, but he was like, "Yeah, of course I am, like I freaking served, you know I did my time, whatever. Uh, so yeah, I mean I was, it was kind of interesting. I actually got, got kind of a, an education that was I think he was the first real person I had known who had served in a service band. Uh, And it was it was interesting. He was a guitarist. So it was kind of interesting talking to him like he had actually gone over to he had actually gone over to the Middle East during the Gulf War, uh, Desert Storm. And I'm asking him, like, so I mean, you're in the band, like, what are you doing when you go to a place like that? And he was just like, I mean, we had like a basically a flatbed truck and we had all of our gear and we would just drive around to all these different, you know, forward operating bases essentially that we had around the area and we would go set up our gear and put on a concert. And that was their thing. Uh, so it was kind of interesting, you know, but yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and for me, it's kind of weird because uh, it's, it's definitely odd, man. <laughs> not, not being active duty anymore. And these things come up like this was my first Marine Corps birthday not being in the Marine Corps and that was that was I'm going to admit it was strange did, did you uh, find
0: yourself searching out uh on Facebook like the bands what they posted no no
1: no okay. I did I didn't do that I mean I'll tell you what it did it, it uh I didn't I didn't go searching out the bands or anything like that what I did what it really did I think especially when it like being a Marine and the, and the, and the birthday, the Marine Corps birthday is such a big deal. Uh, when you're not, and it, and it, whenever, whenever you go to the birthday ball or it happens to be, because not everybody's birthday ball is on the same day is on. Way that you could do them all on one day. Cause every unit has their own birthday ball. Uh, yeah. so, you know, they're spread out really over like, three or four weeks really. And you know, no matter regardless of when the ball is or if it's actually on the tenth of November, the, the the Marine Corps birthday it, it provides you with an opportunity to reflect. You know, you think back on the last year, everything that's you know, everything that's happened uh with you know with yourself professionally and and with the Corps and uh and and it also gives you an opportunity to look ahead And, you know, sort of think about the things that are to come and the things that you're going to change and all that stuff. Uh, Now that I'm not in the Marine Corps anymore, now that I'm not active duty, it definitely it's that same sense of reflection, Uh, but not with regard to like, oh, what is the unit doing? And, you know, what am I doing with my career? And that. it's just it's sort of that it's this weird feeling, this weird feeling like. You know, you think about, you know, the one of the things I will say that I enjoyed, and I I know you'll agree with this, uh, one of the things that I loved about serving on active duty is that you go to work, you go to work every day with a sense of purpose. And every day that you, like, every day is about making things better than they were The day before you know hopefully that's the goal uh you know you don't ever go to you don't you're not just going to if you're if you're in the service and you're just going to 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 plunk away on on a keyboard or plunk away on your instrument and just dude you made a mistake
0: (laughs) you're doing it wrong
1: (laughs) you're doing it wrong like that's not what it's about i mean it's about uh you know i was having this conversation because on the on the birthday after work, I ended up going and having a couple beers with uh, my brother-in-law's son, Ryan, who's a former Marine. He was with 1-8. And as soon as I saw him uh, the morning of the 10th, I was like, happy birthday, brother, you know, and gave him a big hug. And I was like, dude, we're going to get in a beer after work. Jennifer was working, whatever, uh, which that was weird, too, because she was working a double. So, like, she didn't even get home until, like, 10, at night, something like that. Uh, so like I say, we go and have a couple beers and, and, and he and I are talking and and sharing experiences and all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that we got to was leadership and, and followers, followership. And I was saying to him, you know, that, that in many ways, followership is more difficult than leadership. Uh, you know, leadership, you know, when, when you're in a leadership position, you're the one in the driver's seat. You're the one who I mean, and there's a and that's a and that's a heavy responsibility. That's a weighty responsibility because you're making these decisions. Well, you got to stand by them and take ownership of those decisions. And if shit goes sideways, you have to own that. Uh, And that really is I will, at least in my experience, that is the true test of a of a leader. You know, do they take ownership of things, whether be good or bad? Or when things go sideways, do they start pointing fingers at other people and blaming them and saying, no, well, you know, it wasn't me. It was that person. Uh, but followership, I find, is, is even more difficult because you will find yourself under the tutelage or under the, you know, under the leadership from time to time. You will find yourself under the leadership or direction of someone that, you know, in your heart of hearts is a complete moron (laughs) and and they are telling you what to do. And you are like, okay, good to go. Like, even though I know that this person has their head in their ass and does not know what they're talking about, I have to be, you know, I have to be, you know, a good Marine. I've got to be, you know, this is, this is what service is about, you know? Um, So anyway, you know, we were just talking about a lot of that, but, but my point really just being that, uh, you know, when you get out and, you know, you get a job and you're doing your, you know, you go in, you go in every day and you, you do your due. And, um, you know, it really puts you in a position where, you know, you think to yourself like, oh man, I'm going to get out and I'm freaking chill and whatever. And that's not going to happen because, you know, you've got things that you need to do. You've got bills to pay. Uh, but it really is just, I think it's one of those things where the birthday comes around and even when you're out of it, you know, it, it, uh, it still provides you with that, that moment to sort of reflect and take things into account and sort of, you know, w- in a very honest way, so you're sort of like, you know, well, what am I doing with myself? Cause it's not like you get out of the service and you're just, you know, it's, what is that old saying? Like, if you're not moving forward, you're moving back. Yeah, It's the truth. And you feel that I, I I feel like maybe some people are okay with that. Maybe some people are okay with, you know, just sort of doing their due and sort of, you know, this whole groundhog's day thing. Uh, I think as a service member, at least, I mean, and I can only speak on behalf of myself as a Marine, like, there, I have a really hard time with that. Like, I need to feel like I'm gaining knowledge that I'm learning things that I'm actually ascending and, you know, that I'm making a difference. And whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, so, like I say, uh, it was just very interesting. Like I say, no ball, you know, no getting dressed up. I mean, we did go, uh, you know, we did go last, last weekend. I think I talked about it on the last episode. We hung out with a, a high school buddy of mine who joined the Marine Corps right out of high school. It was awesome seeing him. Obviously, we talked about the benefit that we're doing uh, Saturday. So, once again, hey, if you want to come out, it's gonna be oh, and that was something I wanted to mention to anybody who's local here. My my friend Mikey D, uh, from my band, uh thought that it, it prudent that I mentioned that the brewery where we're hosting the benefit on Saturday evening is an indoor-outdoor arrangement. Cause I know that the whole COVID thing, some people might get kind of weird if they think that it's all gonna be like you're gonna be stuck inside or something. There are areas outside where you can sit and have beer and whatever. They have a food truck and stuff. So if anybody, you know, if that makes people feel more comfortable about showing up, then by all means, take advantage. Um, so, yeah. And then, like you say, um, so it was kind of cool. I guess, the you know, the, the highlight of my birthday, and maybe this is really to, to get down to, you, to the to the, the nitty gritty, if you will, is that I actually made the time on, on the Marine Corps birthday to spend some time with a fellow Marine. You know, yeah, that's not, awesome. You know, not just go home and watch TV or whatever. Like, there was no way that I was there was no way that I was gonna let you know let Ryan get out of us going and having a couple beers after work and just shooting the shit. You know, talking like a couple Marines. You know, so that's always nice. Um, and uh, so. did
0: you did you take advantage of any of the Veterans Day?
1: Oh no no no! I am gonna tell you. Uh, did you uh, did you see the thing that, that we posted on Facebook from last night? No. The the quilt thing. No. No. Okay. Uh, now this is the, um, this is the lead up to this. The lead up to this is is that uh, in, in the days leading up to Veterans Day, Jennifer, my wife, is like, uh, she says she's like, you know, I'm planning something. You don't know what it is, and you're not supposed to know, or what? And I'm like, okay. What are you like? What are you talking about? And so I come home at lunch yesterday and she's like, okay, well, when you get out of work you need to come home, you need to shower and you need to get ready to leave. I'm not telling you what's going on, but you need to get, you need to come home and get ready. I'm like, okay. So I go back to work for the afternoon and uh, it was pretty funny because you need to show up to work. And I work with a number of guys, not just Ryan, but uh, uh, Gary, you know, one of my bosses is a vet and uh, this other guy, Ron, that works the front end of the of the shop. He was in the Navy Um you know, so it's kind of cool. There's a few people there that are vets, and uh, so we're all, you know, we're all like, "Oh, hey, happy Veterans Day," you know, whatever. And uh, and Ray Romundes, the mythical bull Romundes Asusakas, uh, he looks at me and he's like, "What? No Veterans Day for me?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" And I forgot about the fact that he served in the Red Army. <laughs> I was like, well... "It could be." I was like, "Well, it could be your Veterans Day too, Ray." Uh, you're a veteran, right? Uh, I mean, you were a veteran for the other side, you know, at one time. Cold but, I mean, the Cold War. But, I mean, <laughs> dude, he went to he went to freaking Afghanistan when he was in the Red Army. I mean, Of course he did. Yeah. So, <laughs> of course he did. You know, so I'm like, hey, it's veterans. And I said to him at the end of the day, I was like, so, you're going to go and take advantage of your free Applebee's dinner? And he's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. I have to show my ID. I was like, they're not going to ask for your ID, man. Just go in and tell them you're a vet, you know, and uh, and then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. Maybe that's what Jennifer's got planned. We're supposed to go to like Applebee's and get our free like hamburger and bag of chips. <laughs> you ever notice that they have like three things to choose from on those free menus for Veterans Day?
0: It's not even the full portion size. Oh,
1: no, it's not. I, I, I'm i convinced. It's the kids meal. No, no, no. I, you know what it is? It's that chow hall pro- portion.
0: Yeah, there you go. Actually,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm convinced that the whole reason they do that, you're a vet. I mean, we just wanted to let you, you know, let you, you know, live your glory days. You, you remember what it was like to have this much food on your plate? Like, and you just get like three little things, you know, just, I was like, oh my God. Uh, so I'm thinking that's what it is. I come home, I shower, get ready. We leave. We end up over at my sister-in-law and brother-in-law's place, you know, Scott and Chris. And I'm sort of like, oh, and and uh, Ryan's there, and uh, next thing you know, Mackenzie and and Cody show up, and you know Jennifer's sister Karen, and their you know their mother Sue, and like we're all you know people showing up because we went over there with Madison and Parker. Like we got in a house of people here now, and Scott shows up with a bunch of pizzas, and so you know we're having pizza and some beers, and I keep seeing Christine and 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 Jennifer sort of talking. You know, sort of like whatever and I'm like what the hell do they have planned and uh, finally when we all get done eating um, Sue is like you know is everybody done eating and she starts reading this thing and Jennifer and uh, Christine come walking out of the other room with these quilts and these are handmade quilts uh, wrapped in a red white and blue ribbon and of course, the sort of motif of the, the quilts is red, white, and blue, uh, and they come with a certificate and everything. It's this organization called Quilts of Valor.
0: Yeah, dude, I, I'm looking. Have you heard at of this, this now? And I'm
1: like, wow, this is fucking awesome, dude. It was so cool, JB. It was I, first of all, completely unexpected. I was like, I'm not. I was. I did not go out last night thinking that somehow, like, people, I was going to be receiving something you know what i mean i thought okay maybe we're going to dinner and it'll be like hey happy veterans day dude but like they give us these quilts and this organization according to the thing that they that Sue was reading started in 2003 and they have given out over, almost 250,000 handmade quilts to veterans around the country yeah I, and I was like to them, "Holy mackerel, dude, that is incredible." And I mean, they're beautiful, dude. These quilts are gorgeous. I mean, it really I looked at. it
0: Last month like, they gave out 3,746 quilts last month. Mm. Uh, lifetime totals 260,000.
1: Amazing. And yeah, these that's... are people who just volunteer. These these people around the country who, like, they are into quilt making and they get hooked up with this organization. And basically they give it – was, it was Sue's cousin, um, Kathy, who I think she said lives down in Tennessee, is the one – This and the, the backstory to this – I know I'm giving multiple backstories, but I was talking to Scott at work today and he basically says – that this was something that star- the wheels started turning on this whole thing for these quilts back when I retired in February, because Sue's cousin saw these pictures of my retirement ceremony online, and she was like, "Oh, you know, I could totally make him one of these quilts on behalf, uh, you know, quilts on behalf of of uh, quilts of valor." and of course it took time whatever and finally they showed up earlier this week and we were able to do this sort of thing over at their house last night it was just it was unreal man i mean because this these quilts are like they're handmade they're high quality i mean i'm looking at ryan and i'm like dude this thing's a freaking heirloom i mean this is something that my And Mike, then it ryan, has
0: your name on it? Yes, and exactly like, and it has Who made
1: it? Yep, it has this it has a little patch that you know a tag that's sewn onto it that has your name, has the name of the person who made it, and all that stuff. That I'm really like, cool. this is something you could give your, your... This is something my grandkids will have someday, you know? Um, so it was really special. It was very, very cool, and I thought that you know, especially being out of the service, uh, it's my first Veterans Day, not being in uniform, and you know, you, you, it's, I don't know, it's it's a, it's a different experience, man. You know, I think when you're when you're active duty and you wear the uniform all the time, these things come up and there's a lot of times when you're sort of like, oh, OK, you know, people come up to you and they're like, hey, thanks for your service. And you're just it's like you appreciate it. But you he- you really do hear it all the time, especially when you're living in a military town. Um, so it's really kind of cool when you're not wearing that uniform all the time. And here are these people that you care about and and all and they're expressing this to you it's like wow that's really freaking cool um so yeah no that was that was basically the whole thing with last night and um you know uh what did did you guys you guys are you guys performing at all nope god that is so weird no like especially for something like veterans day Uh, the the idea of these holidays these moments of reflection and moments to honor, and all that stuff, and having no music. Is yeah, because
0: just... last year, uh, Virginia Beach always has a parade. And right, so,
1: yeah. You know, the
0: band performed in the parade, but my son also marched in the parade. Mm. Um, and yeah, that didn't happen. But yeah, my Veterans Day was super surreal. Uh, didn't How so? really didn't really go out well it started with uh a text in the morning uh about nine o'clock okay and what was really insane about the text is that uh i i'd gotten a bunch of emails um yeah, it was like 9.50 in the morning. I got a bunch of emails that were like, hey, uh, we need you to update your information. And I was like, that's weird. Like, okay, uh, this was the day before. So on Tuesday, from this specific site, I don't want to give it away yet. So it's like, we need you to update this information as soon as you can. And they, they progressively got more and more like, you know if you're still receiving this you're still like then are you still interested if so we need you to update and then finally i get this text uh that was like give us a call you know we need we need to hear from you
1: dude i do not respond to any of that garbage well did you answer the call well it's because i haven't told you like what it's for okay
0: but um it was i'm the bone uh I'm a bone marrow coordinator with Be the Match, and I'm contacting you because you're a match for somebody.
1: Oh wow, okay.
0: so I was like, what <laughs> like um, me so, <laughs> well no well and and this is something I signed up for like seven years ago, right, at my church when I lived in Chicago, okay. And they're like, you're a potential match. And I was like, well, what does that mean? I mean, I had tons of questions. Sure, Um, I can imagine. I I was just like, what does that mean I'm a potential? She was like, well, we don't like to say you're a match um, because there's some other things. But as far as your DNA and your blood, you're a match. Okay. We say potential because, and they, they say the word potential because I could turn it down, you know? Okay. Uh, so, so I was just like, okay, so what do I need to do? And they were just like, we have to ask you some questions because it's been seven years since you filled out your last questionnaire. We're going to send you a bunch of stuff um and so they they asked me a bunch of like medical history questions just right off the bat and covid questions obviously yeah um and they're like okay and she asked me this several times you know do you want to proceed uh and i mean i didn't even you know i didn't flinch like i signed up for it then i'm gonna do it you know right um and so i was like no let let Let's. So like, well, it's a it's a a female uh, who's sixty nine, who you're a match with, and um, they're like, we're gonna send you. Uh, we have to re-swab you just to double check, uh, you know. So I I this was yesterday. I've I've already got the package. Okay. Like, so I don't know if it's urgent or not. So like. When we're done, I'm going to FedEx and dropping it off because it's overnight.
1: Okay, yeah. Um,
0: and I did the swabs and all that stuff. Sure. Uh, and so then they sent me a uh, a questionnaire that I had to fill out and sign, a consent form. Uh, and then, you know, I after that, I, I was asking a bunch of questions about the procedure. And a lot of people, it's, it's amazing because, you know, I've, I have had to inform people at work like, hey, I'm going to be going through this because uh, there is a I'll walk you through the whole procedure. But a lot of people have this, especially when I told people at work, uh, the people that needed to know at work, uh, they were just like, ow, ooh, like, Ugh. and I'm like, no, see, I go, that's, that's the biggest, like, myth Miscon- about
1: misconception. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So a lot of people think that when you have to donate bone marrow, Um, that they drill into your bone and extract, you know, uh, bone marrow from your actual bones. That is, that is a procedure. But, and what I found out is it's a procedure that they do specifically for a certain age group. Most of the time it's for kids because their bone marrow is still in growth. Right. uh, Like their bones and all that. And so then that's how they have to do for kids. But for, if you're donating to adults, it's literally like, giving blood except they're
1: just capturing white blood cells or something that that takes like eight hours yeah but you're
0: you're just it's like you're giving blood right um and eight hours
1: of blood
0: yeah well (laughs) you're not gonna have
1: anything left jp
0: even prior to that even prior to that it's uh i have to go in uh for five days and get shots two times a day where what it does is it stimulates stem cell growth in my blood marrow uh, my bone marrow. Okay. So that when they extract it, there's a shit ton of stem, stem cells. Right. Uh, in my blood. So then they, you know, they want to have, they're just want to have more than what, you know, sure. they need.
1: Sure. They need um, extra.
0: Yep. And literally it's like, you, you know, like you're, you'll be sore. You know, you may be fatigued, but that's like it.
1: I sh- I'm um, hoping they're giving you these shots in more than one place because that's if they're not, it's going to make a flu shot seem like a walk in the park.
0: Yeah, I I don't. Yeah, I don't know. And and I don't know. You know, I I told her she she was like, "Do you still live in the area?" I'm like, "Now I'm in the military." She's like, "Okay, well, let me get a hold because they actually have like a military, like a liaison person, of some liaison. Kind. Um Cause I may have to fly to wherever it's at okay. To, to, to actually do that procedure. Right. Um, and so, yeah, dude, it's, it's surreal thinking that, you know, are you excited? Um, excited. I feel weird. Cause like, I, I asked the person, it's like, Hey, do I, you know, like, do I need to change the way I'm eating or can I, you know, do I need to stop drinking? (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, you know, do I need to bubble wrap myself? Like seriously today on the way to work, like I drove the speed limit the entire way there. Um, I was super careful. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I I don't, it's, it's a weird feeling knowing that like potentially, And and really, I'm not doing anything. I'm just me,
1: right? But like, but you but you are doing something.
0: Like, this could save someone's life. Yeah.
1: No, you are doing something, and that's, you know, I mean, I mean, how many people out there? You know, I mean, how many people out there can say that they would, you know, go out of their way to even have their information put into that type of a database? I mean, there's there the number of you know people like to you know people like to say that they're they're giving or think that they're giving or whatever until it's time to give i mean it's really especially for something that big you know so that's i mean that's good on you man no that's that's a really big deal
0: yeah it's super i've been contemplating i've been in this like moment of zen all day like contemplating like moment of zen (laughs) yeah for real man like
1: (laughs) have you done any tai chi
0: Uh, you know, I in the VR world, we have we have a
1: Tai Chi, like maybe that that might help, yeah. You know,
0: no, no, it it makes you really like I've been very reflective.
1: God, it's it's been a reflect a week of reflection, it it, it will
0: be, yeah. And I think until this whole thing, and like, um, I will never know who this person is, they will never, well. They they do on the consent form you sign. Uh, you you're not you're not allowed to know who it is for a year after, right? Um, I don't know why how they came up with a year. I don't know what makes that like a oh, after a year you can find out who it is. Oh, I um, see. And I don't even I don't even know. I don't know if if I would want to know who it was. Um. I don't, I don't know, if, or, or even like, I don't even know, like how I feel about meeting them or, cause I don't, what do you say to somebody like that? I don't,
1: you know what I mean? You know, like, for me, I don't know. I mean, I, I get, I get what you're saying. Um, to me, it would be a different story if the, if the recipient reached out to you Yeah. and wanted to meet you. You know what I mean? Like I, I, was, like you see these videos where, say, uh, you know, say some, you know, parents, their child is killed in a car accident, but they're able able to, you know, donate their child's heart to somebody who needs a heart transplant, and they go, they seek this person out, and they meet them, and they they actually hear their child's heart ble- beating in someone else's chest. And how moving that is for them to know that their 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 child's heart is still beating. And that it's actually helping someone else to live their life. I, I get that. I think that if it were the other way around, that might be... At least in this situation, like you're talking about. I, I don't know. That would be almost kind of weird. Well, I be mean, kinda...
0: like, like, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm just... That's some of the things I'm thinking about is like, is this person going to want to meet me? And I just, I don't know, man. Like, dude, that whole thing, it's, <laughs> like, that's, yeah. but
1: that ties in directly. That ties in directly to what we were just talking about a minute ago with the whole thank you for your service thing. You know, you don't walk, none of us walk around, you know, none of us walk around like, oh, I'm a vet, I'm a vet, I'm a vet you know, whatever, like, expecting people to come up to you and be like, what, you're not gonna come and say thank you? Like, nobody thinks that way. If you do, you're a douchebag. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody thinks that way. But I, I get it. this, what you're ta- what you're describing is sort of the same thing. You know, you, you're not gonna sit there and be, I, I, you know, you wouldn't be sitting there after making a donation like this and, like, pining for the person to come to your door and be like, oh my god, thank you. Like, you're not gonna know you're not gonna do that but you know something if they if if they felt that that was something that they needed to do or something that they wanted to do as a way of, of meeting you to say thank you obviously you're like i mean it's i mean i mean i get that this is a process and everything you know and you're and you are putting yourself out there uh but, I mean, no, also- and, and,
0: and like, it's, it was surprising, you know, I, some, one of the many questions that, that I was asking my coordinator was, you know, like, she was saying, and it seemed like she was surprised. I was just like, yeah, I'll do it. And, you know, it was like, are you sure? Like, you know, I just told you. I'm like, well, I mean, I signed up for it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, like, yeah, I've I, already you, you did it for a reason, obviously, because you were willing to help somebody.
0: Well, it just seems something so. I mean, I don't want to say it's, it's not indeed. like you're
1: donating a kidney. Well, I mean, you know what yeah. I'm saying. No, I, mean, I that's know a, that's a, yeah. that's a different story. I mean, if you were actually going in, uh, going under the knife, yeah. you know, to donate. Well, so, I mean, that's and I'm not saying you wouldn't. I'm just saying that that's like that's a comp- that's a very different thing than simply going and having you know having them draw blood and, and that kind of thing. You know, I, like.
0: I- I think it's the gravity of the fact that by and this is like raw, like just thinking like the gravity of the fact that just it's completely like non comprehensible to me. Like just by me not doing anything um, and just
1: being just you being you uh,
0: that that potentially is going to save someone's life. Yeah, is is far like, because you know when you when you when you think about somebody saving someone's put you, life, put, it's, put you, it's a physical
1: act, like yeah, yeah, or
0: getting in front of a bullet or
1: right. Or, but you, you think, about, what I mean? think about think about but but flip this whole equation, and that's the thing that I think is really it, it, the thing that is truly amazing about uh, you doing this whole thing. Because imagine being that person on the other end of this thing. Who's praying every day that they find a match because it's the difference between life and death. So I, mean, I, need to I know that's wrap re- myself. I know that's really heavy, <laughs> right? You, you know what I'm saying. And I'm not. Sure, I'm sure you would would be the only one, but I'm just saying, like, but for them, that's a completely. I mean, as like you're saying, like, you know, I'm not really doing anything. You know, you're just sort of being you and and whatever. And as simple as that sounds to the person who's at the other end of this thing, it's not that simple. You know, it's not as simple as like, you know, just, just find somebody. It's like that. I mean, I can't even imagine. I mean, we see these things, you know. uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, like, that's why, like, it's just to me on certain levels, it's super heavy. Like, yeah, I get that. Yeah, dude, it's, it, I don't know. I, I I will say that for anybody that has uh, apprehension to signing up for something like this, um, you know, putting a swab in your mouth doesn't cost anything. It doesn't uh, hurt. Yeah. Um, I've given blood before. So, you know, I, I haven't been through the process yet, but I've just so far nothing. Um, I never like. Honestly, didn't think like, oh yeah, like, you know, the odds must be, you know, extraordinary. I don't know like what the odds are, but uh, it took seven years and then somebody was a match. I was a match for somebody, but, you know, but to me, it's just crazy. What she said was like over half of the people that sign up for this don't go through with it.
1: See, now that's the thing that to me, that's, that's, I, I mean, everybody's different, but that's the thing that I, I don't get. Yeah. Why, why would you sign up for something like this? If you didn't really think like you just signed up for it because it made you feel good or something like, dude, you, you don't sign up for things like that unless you really intend on, you know, going through with what that commitment means. You just don't do that. Uh, but again, you know,
0: different cut of cloth.
1: Well, it is. I mean, that's, not, everybody you know, it, well, right. <laughs> not everybody gets a quilt. Well, right. Not everybody gets a quilt. No, it's the truth though, man. I mean, honestly, it's like, you know, I, I, I was talking to, I was talking to this kid one day and, and I, I said something, asked him something about, you know, do you ever think about joining the service? And he was like, Oh no, man, no, no, no way, man. No, I couldn't do that. And I said to him, I was like, that's fine, man. I was like, you know, if, if, you know, if, if, if it was easy, everybody would do it. If it was for everyone, everyone would do it, but they don't, you know, I mean, there's, I mean, and it's not just a military thing. That's that whole idea of service. Uh, you know, it takes a certain kind of person to do that kind of thing. I mean, I look at the, the, I look at what, I look at what Jennifer does for work right now. You know, these people that work in healthcare, these doctors and nurses and all of the things, I mean, earlier this year when, when COVID was really in full swing and her facility had been blasted with that and she was having to go through, you know, go to work every day wearing all the PPE, like she was, you know, freaking walking on the moon and shit. Like, What the toll that that took on everyone involved, you know, emotionally and mentally and all the rest of it, you know, it takes a certain kind of person to to dedicate themselves, you know, to something like that. And Again, it's not for everybody, not, you know, not everybody is going to be like, oh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and get into medicine, you know, and have to go, you know, dude i could get graphic with the stuff that my wife has had to go through to get to where she's at now uh, you know in terms of patient care and oh I mean, yeah you, no, you, i know you, you 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 can imagine i'm sure what a lot of that looks like and dude not everybody's cut for not everybody's cut out for that it really no, worked, I, re- it I well.
0: remember like I I, I have friends that were like, I wanna go into being a nurse and and you know my my tester question for them is like so you're you're committed to being able to like you know uh basically change bedpans and wipe people's asses and giving their giving them uh, you know, baths.
1: Yeah, right giving them a bed bath.
0: Yeah. Uh you know, like I know like some people have this preconceived notion of what being a nurse is, but like if you break down and that, that was tame to what I can probably assume what you would say, yeah. you know? Um, but that's kind of like a baseline for me is like, so you'd be willing to wipe someone's ass, you know, yeah. that's not your parents.
1: Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Who's a complete stranger. Yeah. You know, complete stranger. I mean, that type of thing. I mean, and there's so many other examples. Basic
0: care of another human yes. being, regardless of age.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, when you're dealing with older people, and, and I, mean, I mean, there's so many areas of medicine, but I mean, and this is just obviously because we're talking about the med- the medical thing, you know, but, you know, when you're dealing with when you're dealing with older folks, you know, like, are you are you capable? Are you emotionally capable, you know, mentally capable of dealing with old people who have lost their minds? Yeah, have, we
0: haven't even gotten into the, you know, the the people like who deal with just constant death.
1: Oh, dude. Yeah, absolutely. When You know, before I joined the Marine Corps, um, Jennifer and I both worked at Maine Medical Center and we worked in the operating room there. And I'll tell you, man, I mean, that, you know. People dying—that's just a part of medicine. It just is, and I mean, there were people that you know. There were people that we brought down there, and I'm not violating any HIPAA thing here because I'm not talking about particular people. But you know, there were—you know—there were times where I, you know, because there were times where I would have to come down to a particular operating room or whatever, and there'd be somebody's body laying there you know, and I've got to put them in a body bag and get them on this gurney and take them down to the morgue and, you know, whatever. And it was gnarly, dude. (laughs) I mean, not everybody could deal with that, but it was very weird, you know, very, very weird, Uh, you know, just seeing people. The the thing I always used to tell myself was because a big part of my job was that I would have to go and actually meet patients in their rooms in whatever ward they were in and I'd have to bring them down to the operating room. I'd have to check all of their forms and make sure that everything's in order. And then I'd bring them down to the operating room and they would go, they'd go into like a sort of like a, a receiving room and it would be there that they would get their initial like anesthesia and stuff, the stuff that makes you all you know, drowsy and whatever, before you actually go to the operating room. And they double check everything there too. Uh, But, you know, when you're this person who's walking into someone's room, they're in the hospital, and hospitals are stressful enough as it is. And now you show up with this gurney. And you're like, here we go. Are you ready to go? Like, dude, nobody's ready to go. (laughs) Like, they're (laughs) fucking stressed out. You know, I mean, this I used to tell myself all the time, like, however these people respond to you, you have to recognize that this is like their worst day. This is their worst day. And you have to do whatever you can to try to keep them sort of calm, you know, and make them feel at ease. Uh, And sometimes that was really hard to do because you would get certain patients, man, you'd get certain patients who are almost like belligerent, like they're angry they're pissed off that they're there and now you're here like, Oh, so like, you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, dude, I'm just here to take you down to the OR. I mean, I'm not a doctor or something, but they're looking for anybody to lash out at because they are pissed off that they're in this position and that they're having to endure what they're getting ready to endure. Uh, but there was a part of that that I also, when we talk about service, it was a part of that job that I really enjoyed because I really enjoyed the fact that I had an opportunity to try to have some sort of positive effect on these people and this experience that they were going through and hopefully by the way that I treated them and, and whatever, it made them feel better, you know? Um, and if I could do that, then in my mind, I was like, you know, then my mission's freaking accomplished. I did my job. Uh, But yeah, I mean, just but dealing with all that sort of thing, like you say, man, you know, that's just part of the job, especially when you're working in an environment like an operating room. I mean, people are getting opened up in here, (laughs) you know, I mean, and it was wild because I like they had windows that looked into the operating room. And like if I wasn't busy, I could sit there and just look through the window and it'd be like, you know, neurosurgeons inside of some dude's brain.
0: Yeah, no. Um, I mean, I've had a couple of like several surgeries, and I just, you know, I can't imagine like what that looks like. Uh, like when they have, you know, when they've, when they've
1: when they when they've peeled your knee back and they're attaching freaking yeah, uh, Tendin, our, like, oh yeah, yeah. I'll tell no, you no, right no. now, dude. It looks like something out of a medieval torture freaking chamber. Is what it and
0: looks the, like. And well well, I've, I've, I've seen <laughs> you know like. Knee replacements where they're using like hammers and shit to get that shit in there.
1: Yep. No. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You got like, you got two surgeons in there, and the one dude's like, here, I'm going to hold this leg, and the other guy's got a ball peen hammer, and he's just, I mean, swinging for the fences. You're like, Jesus Christ, dude.
0: Seriously? Yeah, like, hammer in that, that oh, yeah. titanium, yeah. you know. Get, get that knee. thing to fit
1: right on the freaking bone the right way. And you're like, good Lord, man. Like, this dude's sweating. <laughs> just breaking a sweat in there, swinging this hammer, you know. But it was like, you had, like, that's orthoscopic surgery. So, I mean, that's like. You know, that's real freaking like cutting and shaving and doing all that crazy stuff, pounding on stuff. And then you get these guys who are like neurosurgeons who are like dealing with stuff that's so small. You know, it's like they're these are the kind of dudes who don't mow their own lawn. <laughs> they, okay. like, they, like they can't, like they're they can't allow themselves to do anything that would je- jeopardize their manual dexterity in their hands because they've got to be able to keep their hands so steady with their work that like they don't engage in anything that rec- like there's no like manual labor of any kind. I mean, cause patients are counting on them to be able to like get in their brain and like manipulate all this crazy. And it's wild dude, just crazy, you know? Um, it was actually fascinating to be honest with you. I mean, it was, it was very, very interesting watching like, uh, like when they do the endoscopic stuff where they, they just take a couple little cuts in like your abdomen and they stick the long things and they blow your, like say your belly or something. You know what I'm talking about? And they're watching on the little screen. They got cameras inside of you and they're like, do, 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 do. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's well, crazy. I mean, you're watching it like how the can... fuck did they figure this shit out? That's what I'm saying. I'm like watching on the TV and I'm like, what the fuck is that? For real, <laughs> what, like what are we how? looking at? What are we looking how at? Do what did is... they figure this shit what is... out, oh, dude? Ooh, is that a tumor? Oh no, I think that's an ovary. Like you're just like,
0: like shit. And then to figure out how it works, like you know, I can I get like all right, there's cadavers and like the yes. use stuff, but but then to know that that. That works. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, that works. Yeah. Well, that was another.
1: But that was, you know, <laughs> going back to the donation thing. That was also something that happened in the OR. Was that they would do organ harvests? I love, I love that phrase too. You couldn't put it any more crass than that, as far as I'm concerned. What are we doing? Oh, we're conducting an organ harvest. Like they would have some cadaver somebody who had obviously died in like a car accident or something just in the past day or whatever. And these people would fly up from Boston and they'd have all these coolers and they'd go into one of the operating rooms and they'd cover all the freaking windows with paper. Mm. And they would just get in there, dude, get out all the goods put them all in freaking coolers and shit and send them off to wherever they needed to go like yeek Whoa. yeah I don't know I'm not I'm well, not I mean I'm gonna be honest with you I'm not an organ donor and maybe that makes me a bad person I don't know I'm I'm convinced that I've probably done enough damage to my body at this point I'm not sure that anybody wants any of this
0: yeah but I mean okay so going back to the other question it's just like you know signing up for something and you're gonna save someone's life for just being you
1: (laughs) right no I get it I'm just saying like I don't know and then there's that part of me that's like when you've sort of seen what happens with your body when that happens I'm like I really want like
0: I know it doesn't matter at that
1: day I know I get it I've had this same same rationale expressed to me numerous times JB I get it I'm just saying it's weird (laughs)
0: Just well weird. because I, I will say that you know, um my father
1: can't you grow that organ somewhere? They're growing them now. Soon. Is that just on the International Space Station? Is that the only place they're growing these organs or something? Well,
0: you know, and, and my, my father in law donated his body to science.
1: Oh, gnarly.
0: And you know, um I'd never before that, never known anybody whatever like and and literally, like days after you're passing, and once they've done an autopsy, they take your body away. Right. Yeah. So there's not really a, a chance to you know there's say no, goodbye. There's no, right. There's no, there's no like view-
1: of- viewing or anything. No, yeah.
0: you're gone. They they own you. Like you've you yeah. donated your body to science.
1: Well, that's like those those bodies that are in the bodies exhibit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these people, they're like they're Chinese or something, because that whole exhibit came from China, I think.
0: Oh, I thought it was Germany. Was it? Yeah, Germans. I think it was German. That's it's weird. German we outfit. all
1: look the same on the inside. Yeah, after well. all, after all, cause I don't know where the hell they're from. They look like a skinless person. They've been like, it is that, that whole thing is crazy. They The way they have these, like, these bodies and all, like, these action poses... They've got all of their like systems. It's like you ever seen, you ever seen like what do they call that? Like an, an exploded diagram. You, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Say for like a motor, and they'll like you look up like the and it'll show like the, the diagram oh, yeah, of the yeah, motor, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I it'll mean, be exploded out about. so you see all the different parts and where they go. It's the same thing, but with a human body, and it's real. Did you ever you went to that thing? I know we talked about this before on the show. Did you ever see that bodies exhibit? No, but I, I've seen
0: it on YouTube and, you know, and now they're doing animals. Oh, are they? Yeah. Or like, oh. they have one now where it's like a, a person like that.
1: Like riding, riding a horse. horse. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. It's, yeah. it's
0: what, a schematic. Is that what you're talking about?
1: Is that what they call it? You're like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that, I guess that, that would make sense. But like I said, but they do the same thing with the body. Like you'll have this person in this action pose, but they'll have it'll be like their bodies, like the P, the layers of all the systems are all exploded out, so you can actually see everything while they're I don't know, it's just freaking crazy. I I thought it was super cool, you know. Went with my daughter; she was like in elementary school. Um, yeah, pretty pretty wild. So, <laughs> but uh, YouTube Thursday.
0: YouTube Thursday.
1: YouTube I know, Thursday. Like, how
0: can I, you know, I was talking about Inuit ear pulling the other
1: day. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Did you share any of that on the freaking page? No,
0: I will. I will. I, I did uh, do the drunk history. I shared the drunk history. Dude, I did
1: one. try finding I could not because uh, I was talking about that uh, classic albums thing of Paranoid. Dude, yeah. I cannot find. I was looking all over YouTube for that. I cannot find like there's little pieces of it like little three minute little pieces I was like dude I want to find the whole episode you know to share on the page I cannot find it anywhere though it might be maybe it's on Netflix have you been listening to have you been listening at all to what we've been listening to in the background here on my end
0: no I couldn't hear it
1: you couldn't really hear it okay uh for my YouTube my YouTube is uh Mr. Bungle released the official video for their second release off of their new album, and watch it the other. Actually, watched it this morning. It's pretty intense. Uh, it's called "Sudden Death," and again, just for the folks in the audience, Mr. Bungle, uh, Mike Patton, lead singer Faith No More, uh, numerous other groups. Uh, right now, they've got uh, Scott Ian from uh, Anthrax and uh, uh, Stormtroopers of Death. They've got uh, Dave Lombardo, former drummer with Slayer. They're all playing in this. The evolution of this band is incredible. The, the album that they're coming out with is a release of a redone version of their original demo from way back in like the late 80s. Uh, it's very intense, very metal thrash driven. Uh the evolution of this band continues to blow my mind. Uh, you know, going from that first demo album being really, really, um, you know, thrash metal driven to their first self-titled album, which was actually, uh, I think it was produced by, uh, what's his name? Sax player did naked city, John Zorn, you know, John Zorn,
0: uh I think we talked no. about it before maybe
1: probably I think we have uh you know just this evolution of this band I find it very interesting that at this point they're sort of going back to their origins of where they first started uh really emulating a lot of these er- you know early thrash groups uh this this single that they have released uh Sudden Death I am telling you right now dude it is an exercise and endurance. I mean anybody who's ever tried playing that kind of music knows that it is physically demanding to be able to play that hard and that fast for any extended period of time which is a reason why to be honest if you listen to a lot of uh if you listen to a lot of early uh thrash metal uh that type of thing the songs tend to be pretty short because it's just this really short, intense burst of energy. Dude, this song is like six minutes long. It's incredible. Uh, Really cool. The video is really neat, Uh, really has to do with uh, nuclear Holocaust. And obviously the whole point of sudden death is like, and there's a disclaimer at the beginning of the video that basically says, you know, we're hoping that the music and these, and these images uh you know, might potentially you know dissuade the powers that be from ever allowing us to find ourselves at a point where something like that would insanely seem to make sense um but it's the music is just incredible. Mike Patton is a genius, so uh yeah, so that's my contribution i'm gonna i'm gonna throw that on the page and see what people think. Uh, you know, you and I have listened to Bungle before and yep. they, I continue to be a big fan. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully some people, uh, might check it out and think that it's something pretty cool. So what do you got for us?
0: So I have a little bit of a backstory. Uh, okay. but, um, there was a guy that I was stationed with in Memphis uh, he was he was a vocalist that was in one of the rock bands that I was fortunate to lead, and at that time he was a kid, right? Um, he he had wanted to be a Navy SEAL and went through boot camp. Uh, at boot camp, they have a pre it's called pre buds, which is the basic underwater diver. Uh, you know that's what buds means right. for, and they run them through the mill there. Like you've already been selected for SEALs, and you go to buds. Well, during his time during pre buds on his off time, because this is what we do, everyone does in their off time, he goes skydiving.
1: <laughs> no, of course. Because
0: um, he, <laughs> he was already like a skydiver. And this kid, right. he's 19 years old, um, ends up breaking his femur on a dive, right? Oh, so they're shit. like, Yeah, you're not going to be a seal. What else do you do? He's like, Well, I sing. And so he ended up becoming a musician as a vocalist and dude, this kid was fucking incredible. Right. Yeah. Uh, he had this penchant, uh, uh that he could, he could mimic, work. he could mimic, uh, people really, really well. Right. Sure. Uh, and so, you know, I, I'd say sing like this, sing like, and he'd be like almost exactly, but he was really good with Michael Jackson. Uh, oh, nice. and so served with him, he, you know, I left, he left, he went to Japan. Well, what, when I was, when I was in Memphis, he asked my, me and another person about like, uh, recording studio stuff and contrary, like he was asking me about contracts. So lo and behold, him and his brother are a team. They would produce music. Uh, a lot of music would be for like my little Pony okay um and if you no one knows about my little pony that's a whole subculture
1: oh yeah through adults yeah no i know
0: right and even the male version is like a a brony
1: yeah so
0: yeah so people had approached him and his brother like hey we want to buy your songs and all this stuff um okay so then all right fast forward he gets out of the navy right? Uh, and starts doing voice stuff, like voiceover okay. stuff, and still singing and still producing songs for My Little Pony. Uh, well, okay. now his YouTube channel, he's he he he's got over a million followers. And the video... What? The video that... Yeah. The video that I, I... It popped up like, oh, I haven't watched this one yet. Um, it's got 3.1 million views. and he does a lot of these but it's one guy 18 voices right uh and apparently he's he's got this little youtube feud going on with somebody else um but his voiceover like his impersonations are like some of them are like holy shit dude like what yeah like the talent
1: (laughs) that's crazy dude it really is a talent
0: but he does like the weekend. He does a version of Billy Eilish. Of course, he does Michael Jackson every single time. Britney Spears. Uh, he'll do a version of that. Uh, the Britney Spears one. He does do helium uh, to help him do the thing. But oh, right, yeah. What's even funnier is that people are starting to do reaction videos to his impersonations. Oh, really? I don't know if you've ever seen those, but they'll have you'll have somebody. who's like all right. It's the first time they're watching and recording the reaction. And they're like, yo! Oh my god, that is fuck! Bu- that's the best in person. Yeah, yeah, and then their theirs gets like a million
1: views. Oh yeah, well that's what we were, we were talking about that before the uh, that was the the guys who and it, usually it's pretty funny. There's there's a couple different uh, guys who do the whole like first reaction to you know music they've never heard before, and so it's like you'll take a couple of these dudes and they're sort of like. You know, you can you can tell that they listen to, like, R&B, like, rap, you know, that kind of stuff. And they're listening to, like, Yes for the first time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or they're listening to, like, Megadeth for the first time. And they're just blown away. They're like, what in the world are we listening to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, that, but watching- that's what they do
0: with his, man. And it's it's yeah. insane, dude. Like, but That's cool. That's I'll awesome. post it because... Some of them, like if you close your eyes, you're like that person. Oh in yeah, the room.
1: sure. Yep. No, that is super neat. And you're right, dude. I mean, it. That's one of the hardest things to do. Uh, you know, that's one of the things that is. I will say for me, one of the things that was hard about you know performing in a military band in that context is that your job is to mimic other artists. Like, there's nothing original about what you're doing. I mean, you may do original arrangements or whatever, but at the end of the day, you're playing other people's music. Yeah,
0: you're a cover band. Right.
1: You know, and that's fun, but there's a level of creativity that's not being satisfied by that. Uh, But it is really hard because, I mean, you you get it. I mean, like this is the gig. We're a cover band, which means that we need to try to sound as much like the original thing as we possibly can. And it can get really difficult sometimes, man, especially with vocalists. I mean, the music is like, yeah, whatever. Most of the time, you can make that happen. But, you know, trying to find vocalists that actually can match that type of thing is like, ugh. There's always a huge, huge challenge. So, but, uh, no, that's cool, man. Yeah, definitely shared. I would like to check that out. That sounds really cool.
0: Yeah, he's done, up, he's done one that's 42. He does movies like movie actors this one yeah yeah this one's all music so okay cool. uh but he does movies
1: animals all that stuff so wow very cool very cool all right cool well hey so for the folks out there who are checking out the show thank you so much for tuning in you know uh we'll be back again on monday we'll be doing new music monday see what else we can dig up out there Uh, Maybe we'll throw out the uh, text message of destiny Yeah, was really nice having uh, having Mr. Joe Miller with us uh, the other day. It was great having him, you know, kind of, you know, kind of co-host with us. Um, So if you if we got your contact information, everybody's uh, everybody better look out. You have your fair game. Keep your head on a swivel. And, uh, you know, remember, tell your family, tell your friends. You know, talking, tell them about, tell them about a couple guys who don't know anything about anything, talking about everything. <laughs> That's right. So uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll be talking to everybody on Monday. All right, later, man. All right, later.